is another episode of Behind the Broker. Um, well, I thought today would be really interesting actually to get someone on um, from a network to discuss um, all things network. So the benefits of them, um, why you're using them, what they actually offer um, to give people a better understanding. So uh, today we have Matt Brown from Primus Network. So thanks very much for uh, coming on, Matt. No worries. Hi, Marcus. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so just talk me through, well, let's talk about you first. Talk me through your journey of how you've come to to where you are now and what you do for Primus. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm one of those typical people who um, didn't plan to end up in financial services. No, everyone um, wanted to do this from birth. Everyone yeah. could <laughs> It definitely wasn't my job as a child. Um, uh, however, 2004 started in a big corporate bank and worked my way up in the branch network. So, you know, hello, Mr. Customer, how would you like your cash was where I started my journey. Um, sort of went down the managerial route in branch. So ran a couple of, um, you know, branches in my local vicinity, then took an area role and then got really interested in mortgages. Um, so did my CMAP, I think it was about 2011, um, did CMAP, carried on working for said bank. So I spent about 14 years there, um, nice. predominantly in mortgages for the latter half of that career. Um, sort of got a piece of paper put in front of me with an option to take redundancy and when my wife saw it she ticked it and signed it on my behalf I think and went off you go go and get something Little else package, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um so then I sort of ended up in the network space I had a little stop gap in between where I did three years as a national account manager for e-conveyancer um yeah. and then I've been in the network space since so Primus I've worked for it when it was personal touch before it was brought by LSL and made into the Primus machine that it is today um, and my role here at Primus so I'm head of proposition um, so fundamentally looking after our lender and provider relationships making sure we've got a top quality panel making sure the end customer has the right choices um, and when they're sitting down in front of a broker the broker's got lots of options of, of what they can you know do a proper job with and recommend the right stuff good that makes sense do you know what when we, before we spoke i hadn't even considered networks for behind the broker thing because i just silly on my part i think just assume that everyone kind of knows what the network does what what it's about but actually if i'm i'm dave mortgage broker who works for someone i'm looking to go out my own I probably only know of them moaning about it or not moaning about it or very loosely making sure that I know that's where my compliance goes. So it would be really interesting actually for those guys who are not the owners yet or looking to go out as to just talk through kind of what, what you do for the brokers and um, more than just listening to their boss moaning about compliance and stuff. So uh, talk, talk to us about, and I will actually say this, I know um, I know we talked about this off air, but I am not affiliated to any network at all. The reason why I do like you guys because from my brokers, people don't moan about you, and I think that's quite an accolade in networks. Is that I don't hear about you enough. That's that's a good um, that's a good thing for on the recruitment side of things. Let's talk back to you. Talk, talk no, to you about, thanks for that. Thanks for that feedback. Kind of what it is? Yeah, definitely. So, so look, I think you know we have a job to do in terms of you know you've touched on compliance, but. That's one little part of our network. And whilst we're on the subject of compliance, we don't want to be a business prevention unit. The reason that people are appointed representatives of networks is because ultimately the book stops with us. 
So yeah. we're accountable to the FCA. So the reason we have compliance departments who sit there to support with file checks and all that kind of jazz is ultimately to make sure the end customer is getting the right advice, but the broker is able to do a sufficient job of, of you know, giving a top quality recommendation. But it's not just about you know, you mentioned that business prevention thing, which is an age-old adage in mortgage yeah. broking. You know, the networks do it. Where do you think that comes from? Because I know you guys are commercially minded. Like you, you want everyone to make money. So where do you think that comes from, from brokers? That, that is, is it just like an old wives' tale, or do you think it had some kind of? I, I think I think sometimes you know a broker wants to make money. You're absolutely right. And you know when somebody comes in and checks your file and perhaps gives you some feedback and you've got to go away and do a repair on it. it doesn't feel great does it nobody loves doing that but I think you know I don't think it's an old wives tale in that in our industry some people do feel like that and you know I can't speak for other networks and in terms of what they do but we have all got a job to do and the, the reality is if you're a DA you know and you, 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 you you're accountable to the FCA, you can choose which files you want to get checked. If you're an AR, we've got to do it properly and we've got to randomly select files. So I think, you know, I hope people don't feel like that anymore, you know, with consumer duty coming down the line, you know, we've had yeah. fair value framework in the protection world. There's lots of things the FCA are putting into place. And as a network, we're just trying to protect our brokers and protect their do clients. That, do, you think, do you think people get it a bit more now? Like that, that's it's there for a function because if you cock up that function you're out of work like and this is what everyone does for a living so this is how you feed your kids so i, I wouldn't uh you know compliance is important but it's just funny that brokers yeah. always kind of oh god the network's like you know trying to stop you from doing no 100 and you know what i think that on the flip side of that if you're a da you're paying somebody to go and check your files anyway so you know that you need to have it good you know it's part and parcel isn't it yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, and compliance is just one bit. So you know, I was sort of thinking before we're doing today about all the different departments we've got in Primus, and you know, this is behind the broker. So I just want to share some of the yeah, some yeah, of the facets that sit behind us so obviously i'm propositions and we've got a team behind us who look after those relationships make sure if people need to escalate something we've got all those contacts lined up and in place and, and obviously evolving the panel making sure if something new comes out to market we jump on it we go and look at it we try and add it to the panel so we've got that side of the business you know we've got um broker services and fees teams so people sitting there in the background making sure the broker gets paid because ultimately if a broker's placed the case with a lender or a protection provider as soon as that completes they want the money in the bank you know they've done their job so you know we're very speedy in terms of that we've got a huge team in our broker services department we've also got a big training team so making sure we've got on-point training and an events team so primates are really well known in the industry for our events and you've probably seen that on LinkedIn where we like things on green and we've got the lion and all this kind of stuff so you know events and CPD we've got to do CPD right in this industry we've got to do it let's make it enjoyable let's not make it a tick box exercise where you sit and listen to somebody drone on for half an hour come to one of our primus events get the buzz about it do your networking talk to people but get that quality CPD get some coaching get some support and then we you know we're really encouraging of Make sure if a lender or a provider has got a BDM who wants to come and see that broker in the branch, we'll help you facilitate that, set it up. We also have a sales team of um, regional sales directors. So again, their job is help the brokers grow their business. 
you know, you don't set up a mortgage brokerage for the love of it. You might do, but part of it is you want to make money. Yeah. So money makes the world go round. You want to make money. RSDs will go out and help with business plans, you know, give that business development and try and help people grow pots of revenue in different income streams. That is interesting, you know, Matt, because obviously I spend a lot of my time speaking to one man bands, helping them out, trying to add value um, because they don't know the next move. They know they want to grow. They want to go out on their own and they're kind of asked, well, I'm happy to do it. But if they go to the networks, I suppose maybe they don't know that, you know, they're coming to some moron recruitment guy. but um, if they actually go to the networks, they have business plans, business strategy, that kind of thing is part of the part of what you get paid for. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we've got those bits to the business. Obviously, we've talked about compliance. We have a policy team. So, you know, if the FCA come in and say, right, consumer duties landing, we've got a team who can write a policy behind that. We have project teams when something new comes into the business. So all these people are sitting exactly what today's called behind the broker making sure we're doing all the painful stuff to be able to let them go and do their jobs um, and, and i think you know most networks will have departments that do similar things to what we do but i just think for you know if, if you've got a choice to make if you're a broker are you going to go da are you going to go ar and there are benefits to both not much of a choice about going da at the moment if you're making a decision now and if you're happy to wait 12 months as a uh, yeah it's, it's a hell of a wait absolutely absolutely and uh, so in regards to i tell you what i did want to touch on because it does come up and it doesn't come up with you guys but it is something interesting because the world is changing so much and our marketing is so reactive talk to me about social media and kind of the stance you take on it i know the old stance of some of the more more, more sign of dinosaur body uh, networks take on it and that's the, i'm not naming names so it doesn't matter because know what i want but they you know <laughs> having like having a 48, 72 hour sign off on social media is mental. I post every day because it's reactive. So t talk to me about that kind of proposition with Primus. Right, so we're in a digital world, aren't we? Yeah, social media is big, whether it's in personal life, in business life. So look, we have a financial promotions team who if you're doing a financial promotion, you need to make sure it ticks all the right boxes. But when it comes to social media, we thought a bit radically about this a few years back. Um, so we have a social media policy and we have a social media accreditation that people just need to quickly do, right? Once they've confirmed that they're meeting all the standards with the social media accreditation, they can go and post what they want. Now, you know, when I say what they want, you can't miss sell something and you yeah, know, yeah. advertise that I can get you a rate. on the market, come to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, they will tick the box to confirm that they're adhering to all the right things. But fundamentally, we don't want to stop our brokers from showing their personality. And, and I think we are loud on LinkedIn, as an example. Right. You know, the hashtag proud to be primus is all over the stuff. And I think we've got a lot of brokers who do an excellent job of helping our brand come to life a little bit for us. It's funny, actually, isn't it? They, they kind of, I think you maybe are one of the only ones that obviously people pay to be part of you, but you, they really promote you. And I think it, it builds promise as a really nice brand because people put, like you said, they're proud to be primus. It's better than moaning about I, there was a network then that rhymes with that so i wasn't gonna but you know what i mean so uh yeah that is, that is really interesting actually that um your guys buy into you don't they it's not just like uh well, like a network i suppose yeah definitely and, and i just think you know 
I'm a poster on social media. That's why I'm talking to you today because we've come across each other. You know, I, I like to post stuff about our brand and about what we're doing. And, and I think realistically, if I was running my own business right now, that'd be a really good income stream. You know, most of my friends have a social media network. Most of my, you know, contacts in, in our industry are on one or another somewhere. So I just think you'd be mad as a business owner to not want to do that. And secondly, as a network, we're not going to want to stop people from selling because fundamentally that makes money. Obviously, yeah. that makes us money. Yeah, that makes sense. So why, why do you think someone to sit? Well, do you think it's just a... Just never, the, it wasn't broke, don't fix it type, never, we've always done it this way. What do you think the reason is that actually you're up, I suppose you're not up against because it's kind of a plus for you, but um, that you do get these like 72 hour turn, 72 hour turnaround social media posts and say, so how, you know, how is that still a, how's it still a thing? I'll be honest, I just don't know. <laughs> I, just don't, <laughs> I don't, I really don't know why people wouldn't want to change their policies around that. So, you know, if people are putting, time frames on signing off that that feels like madness to me you know again you know i have to protect the network and go if it's a financial promotion yeah, and yeah. it is where they are physically talking about i can get you this for that price or that for that price they would have to go through a sign off process but fundamentally for a social media post that advertises your business we're on board and as long as they've done the credit those brokers are fairly Au fait with the fact that you can't lie about your promotions. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone yeah. took the screen map and understands that that one part of it. Um, you would think you wouldn't. They would need that much handholding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In regards to the handholding, what what else do you do for the brokers? I mean, what what do they what do they kind of get from it? What is the benefit over apart from? The so fact that I think the, the other thing I haven't mentioned yet is our experts team, which is exactly what it says on the tin. So right, a broker can be a lonely job if you're a one-man band you know it can be you, you you know you're working from home you haven't got you know that buzz around you all the time and you haven't got people to bounce questions off you know I remember when I worked in the branch network there'd be loads of stuff that I didn't know and I'd go and ask the person on the desk over here or the person around the desk over there what we do with our experts team is they are dealing with about 3,000 queries a month right now so that's a broker can go I don't know where to place this case. I've got this property and it's built on this. You know, I just don't, just don't know what lender would lend. Or I've got a protection policy and, you know, this, this client's got a pre-existing condition that I've never heard of. I don't know who's going to cover it. So what we do here is the experts desk have an email address that they can email into. They deal with it within four hours. They wrap it. There's a team of four girls based in Solihull. They're absolutely brilliant. 3,000 between think, four of them? 3,000 between, and a couple of them are part-time as well. Get them out on the, uh, get them selling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know, that's part and parcel again of what people get with their package by signing up to us. So, you know, if you're a DA, you haven't got that, you know, with us, I'm stuck on a case. Sorry, I know I jump in, but do you think that's even more important now, given how a lot of us work in regards to kind of a lot less contact with people? Do you think Definitely. part of a network is, is also that social element or that you know being able to be on the phone to someone do you think that's made a difference since since covid i really do and then i like to pride us on we're all dead approachable and we all love talking to our brokers because at the end of the day they pay our salary so you know i love nothing more than having a chat with a broker about what's going on in the market right now how i can help them with the proposition you know and, and i think 
I like to see them as colleagues and I hope they see us in the same way. You know, Matt, can you help me with this? Matt, I've got this case. Can you speak to this lender? And that's what we're here for. So, yeah, I really do because it can be isolating, can't it? And I think yeah. I see that, you know, with industry events and our network events. We've got a brilliant industry and people from different sides of the country who've got nothing in common normally come together at an event have a great time together, learn loads from each other, you know, in terms of I do this in my business, I do that in my, it's so important. And this is why I bang on and on and on about get yourself to some events because one, it's great from a social aspect, but two, you can absolutely network with people and learn stuff to go and take into your own business and get, you know, even more success out of the bottom of. It's energizing as well, isn't it? Even just being around other people that do the yeah. same thing, or people in your industry. It's just uh, it's a big bump up in energy, and I think that does get, like you know I kind of touched on then. I think that does get lost um, with the working from home. I don't think you appreciate the energy you pick up from other people. So it's an interesting one. Um, so in, in regards to kind of new guy looking at what are the things they have to think about when they're picking networks, when they're obviously we, you know we're not just touting your business, just as networks as a whole. What 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 are these um what are these guys having to think about? You're coming out, you're one man band, you don't know where to start. Talk to them about. From day one, sort of, what kind of? Uh, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned handholding earlier, didn't you? And I think that's a really good analogy to use around joining a network. We will hold a broker's hand, and I'm pretty sure every other network will tell you they'll do the same. You know, if somebody wants to join us from day one, the onboarding journey is really important. So if that's a new person who's never been an appointed representative before, and they've got to go through all the screening, and they've got to prove this, and they've got to prove that. We want to make that a personable experience. So again, we'll hold their hands through that. We'll bring them in to meet some key people within Primus. We'll get them to our events early doors. So, you know, even before they signed off and joined, get them along, get them learning, invite yeah. them to webinars, get them, you know, try and support with whatever we can. Um, and, and Sorry, do you get like discounts on their softwares and stuff that they have to use or do you advise people on that or is that? Is it a bit of buying power they get from you as well in regards to the back office? I mean, yeah, you know, every network will negotiate, won't they? So, you know, mm. I think no one's going to share the trade secrets, but everyone will negotiate around what, yeah. what, you know, we can do. So I would like to think, you know, with our fees that are inclusive of somebody signing up to join us, they are getting some additional benefits that they might not get if they join somewhere else. You know, it, it, it's one of those tricky questions. I'm going to be careful what I say on a recording. <laughs> I'm not trying to trip you up. If you don't have to say something, don't say it. But, I mean, you obviously get, there, there must be monetary benefits that people have to think about fee-wise, you know, whether that's software or proc or whatever it is that benefits you from being part of a network. Yeah, and again, just to jump in, Marcus, on that. So part of our fees, um, again, we own our CRM system. So it's called Toolbox and it is literally, it does absolutely everything that the broker needs. So that's where they go and do that. You know, it's linked to 27 Tech and Mortgage Apply so they can pull through the sourcing get you know the different mortgage quotes they can those lenders that are on mortgage apply they can submit the application through toolbox with those lenders now so you know we're always developing toolbox and the beauty of owning a crm that we've got a back office team who literally can make the changes to it is if a broker goes i don't like this about it can you change this can you help this we can stick it in a queue and we can because we own it and we don't have to pay anybody yeah, yeah. to do it other than the, the salary of the developer um so, so again you know 
if you're going to go DA, you've got to try and think about what system am I going to use? Who's going to check my files? Who's going to do this? If you join a network as part and parcel of your fees, all these things will be inclusive and you'll get the training and support. So our training team are absolutely fantastic and they will ultimately sit down with you and show you how to use the CRM, put you through a course on this, that, the other, you know, try and make sure your hand is fully held throughout the whole journey. Good. That all makes sense. I, hopefully brokers and like I said, the, the majority of brokers know what networks are, but it's really interesting to know the kind of not the ins and not the full ins and outs, but at the same time that your money's not just sat there and it's going on your compliance checks. You know, there's so much more involved in that. And I think people have to allow for that rather than they're taking X amount out of what I'm making um, because someone else is going somewhere along the line. Um, you know, if you go in DA, you, you know, that kind of proposition takes so long. So it is really interesting. Um, out of interest, the, obviously the last few weeks have been more challenging than most the last few months, and I kind of talk about this with everyone. We don't want to labour on the point, you know, it's been tough, hopefully it will not be as tough soon, but how was that for the networks and how was that kind of translated down to your brokers, if you like? What what kind of... Yeah, sure. Do you know what? It's, it's been a really difficult time, hasn't it, you know, with mortgage rates being pulled with barely any notice because the lender's being put in a position, you know, with prime ministers changing every five seconds. It's been difficult. Um, I, I, I feel like, and, you know, I'm talking to you today at what the start of November, I feel like we've settled down a little bit and I feel like, you know, we've only got to look at base rates last week went up. Now, normally when base rate goes up, there's an influx of lender rates going up. That hasn't really happened right the lenders followed the swap rate. And, and we know so much more about swap rates now. You know, 12 months ago, I don't think we were talking about swap rates. And most people wouldn't have even had a clue what we were on about. We've had to well, educate. I, mean, I know we touched on that the other day, but I think there's something to be said for educating brokers on where the money goes. Definitely. I spoke to too many that were sort of accusing the banks of trying to rip people off when, you know, if, if you understand, like you said, swap rates and that kind of thing. And, and the capital markets what happens to the what happens to the money i think you don't then end up shouting at your bdm about <laughs> yeah you do that yourself do you have to educate people on that or is it just something that yeah so so again so we do um, we do loads of events but we did some mortgage workshops um when would they be probably about six seven weeks ago and our whole update for the first sort of 20 minutes was around the market and the swap rates and where we're at and you know i think particularly if you're a brand new mortgage broker or even if you you've been working in a bank for a long time and you've just been selling bank mortgages and you yeah. come out into the big wide intermediary world you've probably never heard of some of this stuff before so yeah we do that education piece you know don't want to teach people to suck eggs because there's nothing worse than patronizing somebody and telling somebody you know something they already know but what we try and do you know I, I speak to all the big lenders and protection providers and where they give me something useful that I think can be cascaded down to the network I'll always include that in my presentations um, so yeah you know we have done a big education piece on why the, the situation is why the situation is and, and I also think you know we always look out for our brokers we always want to protect our brokers but it's quite a lot of pieces to a jigsaw here and the lender is a massive piece in the jigsaw and you know i see some stuff on social sometimes where people are slamming the lenders about you know they've put the rates up without any notice so i always try and think about well why did they do that 
And yeah. if I can help them and I can justify it, and I certainly can in that horrible time three, four weeks ago, yeah, yeah. they couldn't give any notice because yeah, they couldn't stop. Just they couldn't go on lending. They couldn't do it. Otherwise, yeah. that's yeah. years and years of, of you know potential financial ruin if you carried on lending it when you're making exactly. a loss. Exactly. So, so yeah, you know, back to your original question, we do a lot of education around topical stuff. I mean, the amount of times I've spoke about the cost of living crisis this year, those are words that have never come out of my mouth in the first <laughs> however many years of financial services. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I mean, I ask everybody, I've taken up loads of your time and I do appreciate um, everything you've come across and hopefully this does resonate with, with brokers in regards to actually what is we're so involved in, in networks. Um, I ask everyone the same question, but in regards to if someone's coming out at the moment, young broker, what's the one tip you can give them coming into this market now? What would be the one bit of advice they could go away with use today and be better for it? Putting me on the spot there, aren't you? Haven't even prepped me with that question, but no, you know. No prep. <laughs> so my top tip here is if you're brand new, CMAP is not going to let you do the job. CMAP's a piece of paper. <laughs> I have as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know, you walk out of that exam centre and you get a certificate and you've got CMAP. That doesn't allow you to go and do the job. You need some training and support. And my top tip really is utilise all of these BDMs who you see over social media who want to go out and they want to come to your your branch, your business, and they want to spend some time with you. They might bring you some cakes as well absolutely get them in get as be a sponge soak up as much info so as you can sponge is the one thing that's coming to mind then it's just it's that, it's that knowledge isn't it yeah so knowledge is power that's another old saying isn't it but knowledge is power and, and i think you can't know everything right but if you've got a client sitting in front of you and you've had six bdms come in over the past couple of weeks chances are you're going to remember some of that stuff they've told you and hopefully you know it makes you more of an expert in your field so i'm a massive advocate of using these people who want to come around to your business it's free for you as a broker and and it'll give you another tick in the box for your cpd but also it'll hope, hopefully make you better at your job and so how towards cpd does it if your bdm comes and brings you donuts sometimes <laughs> <laughs> There's some CPD you can use if you do a presentation and you can do a reflective yeah. summary. You can. Uh, <laughs> it's not ID CPD. Not related though. to the donuts. That's not relevant to CPD. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> that's good. That's brilliant advice. Just soak up the knowledge, like you say. It's hard to look at uh, becoming an expert, which obviously builds that trust. So, yeah, that, that's really great advice. I really appreciate your time today, Matt. That's really useful. Um, if people want to get hold of you and talk about the kind of proposition and interested in primus that kind of thing how do they get hold of you perfect drop me an email matt with two t's dot brown without an e at primus.co.uk amazing and then uh, again anyone listening on spotify or watching on youtube if anyone has got any questions for matt you're more than welcome to get in touch with me and i'm, I'm more than happy to pass that over to him and he will be more than happy to uh, to answer them so thanks very much again matt for your time today and i'll catch up with you soon yeah cheers mate take care cheers bye-bye